So the Mechal is continuing, expressing different rules in, Ashka, in, Ash, in, in Ashkacha of Hashem. Right? The, 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 at the end, the Mechal is going to say seven reasons why, a total of seven reasons why things happen to people in this world, meaning seven sort of rules of how Hashem reacts and places us in different situations in this world. In, in Das Funis, it's interesting, he separates the first and the other six, or it's really the other five, because one of them is really explained, the first one, into two different realms. One he calls Mazel, and one he calls Ashkacha. Right? The first rule was that we're placed in places based on not anything we have done or will do, or not anything we have done, not based on reward and punishment, but just that's our mazel. That's our tafkarachayim, to be rich, to be poor, to be have easy to be happy, to be difficult to be happy, smart, stupid, and anything in between. That's, you know, nobody here is stupid, of course. You know, one of the most, fasc- you know, most fascinating uh, statistics that I find, that 70% people think they're above average. Okay, in, every, in almost any field. Any issue? It's a fascinating statistic, including me. I, think I also average. think. Uh, huh? I think I'm okay. 100% of people think that they're above average because of politics. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> so number number eight, we're up to above the sixth reason, and it's called number eight. So again, the, the the first one is mazel, and the other ones are reason based on reward and punishment. Besides this, there's also another ask concept that stems from both the individual and general aspects of providence discussed earlier. This one is going to be sort of a tziruf of the idea of mazel, or what he calls it, hashkacha ishes and hashkacha klolis. Which is, when the highest wisdom considered everything needed to rectify the human race and make into perfected community discussed earlier, right, the goal is that we should all become a, a, a kibbutz shalim, and the final connection to the Bani Shalom. It's sort of this goal will be further if some people, Tzadikim, as you're going to say, could be benefit others, the Benim, and help them attain a place in this community. The, the rule that the community of the future world be, district, be restricted only to those who attain perfection in their own right is therefore not absolute. For the also decree that an individual can reach a level where he can partake of perfection and be included in this community as a result of his association with a more worthy individual. The only difference is that he will remain in a low, lower level since he's not included in this community in his own right, but only through association with, with another. So it's not clear what he means that when you so, so he's going to say that it's association with a tzaddik, the tzaddik is going to help bring up other people. And he's going to explain further. I'm not sure if he means to say that you have to be associated, how, what, how close association has to be. So it have to be like actually like like the idea that we find in Chazal, like helping out of Talmud Chacham, I call it Mahal and Talmud Chacham, and it's all different things that you're supposed to look to to help Talmud Chachamim, or it means that just the fact that you're part of their community. I would, it seems to me the latter, but I'm not sure. The only ones who are cast aside completely from perfection, therefore are those who are not worthy of it at all, neither through their own merit nor association with another. Right? As Mechal keeps on saying, that we the, the plan of Hashem is that everyone, as much as possible, people should get to Olam Haba. 
But now, and there's all different ways to get there, even though we're not perfect, right? As as we explained before, one of the chasadim of Hashem is 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 is, is, is Yisurim and Gehenim, because both through them a person earns his way into Olam Haba. That's the goal of them. So too, there's another way that Hashem gives people opportunity to earn a place in Olam Haba because it's the numbers were max saved from annihilation and allow the ultimate bliss is bliss is maximized. Maximized. Those, of course, others to partake in the world to come will definitely be the foremost of that community. They will be the leaders. Those, while those whose entry by virtue of association with them will be beholden and dependent on them. In order for this to be possible, all men were originally bound to each other, as our sages teach, as a result of this, each individual is bound to everyone else and no man is counted separately. God's attribute of good is stronger, however, and if the guilt for sin is shared by others, this certainly must be true of the merit associated with good deeds. So, Mkhal says, a merit that you said, that it's not just an obligation on a yid to make sure that someone else <clears throat> doesn't do an avera and gets punished if he doesn't do it. It's also a an opportunity to bring along people with your good deeds to have an opportunity to that that good is spread to others. As a result of this principle, suffering and pain may be imposed on a tzaddik as an atonement for his entire generation. The tzaddik must then accept the suffering with love, for, uh, with love for the benefit of his generation, just as he accepts the suffering imposed upon him for his own sake. In doing so, he benefits his generation by atoning for it, at the same time, is himself elevated to a very degree. For a tzaddik such as this is made into one of the leaders in the community in the future world as discussed. So it's a hard concept to understand, but there's an idea that when a tzaddik gets punished, that helps everybody else in the world. How does that work? So we introduce it with the idea of Kali Yisrael Rebim Zelazeh. Therefore, we're all connected. We're not, Tzadik and me are not two different people. In a certain way, we are considered a connection, all part of Kali Yisrael, and therefore we're all in a certain way connected on a soul level. Therefore what? Still hard to understand. Um, you could say, therefore, the Yisurim that go on to the Tzadik, somehow, in a certain way, it's considered that they came to me as well. On a spiritual level, on a Logical level as well, you could say that the fact that we see a tzaddik in pain causes us pain as well. The fact that we're associated with that tzaddik and we see him in pain causes us to have pain as well. Conscious to a regular person doesn't bother you as much. Um, also could be that the fact you see a tzaddik having pain and being makabla piyasurin, that causes, again, affects us and it causes us to realize the truth of this world. And through that, again, we're zeicher to understand the world better and can become more davik b'asha. But again, it's not an easy concept to understand. Such suffering also includes cases where a tzaddik suffers because the entire generation deserves great punishments, bordering on annihilation, but it's spirit via the tzaddik suffering. Atoning for a generation through suffering, this tzaddik saves his, these people in this world and also greatly benefits them in the world to come. In addition, there's a special higher type of suffering that comes to a tzaddik who's even greater and more highly perfected than the one discussed above. The suffering comes to provide the help necessary to bring about a chain of events leading to the ultimate perfection of mankind as a whole. I mean, not only does it affect his, his generation, it affects higher. This, is called, this happens to chassidim. A chassid is higher than a tzaddik. The word tzaddik means what? Everything perfect. Tzaddik, correct. Why is a chassid? A chassid means more than perfect. The flumashur said then. So for this, you have to be called a chassid. According to the original plan, the sequence of worldly events required that a man undergo at least some suffering, both before he and the world could attain perfection. 
This was required by the very fact that one of the basic concepts of man predic- of man's predicament, predicament was that God should hold back his light and hide his presence as discussed earlier. This this became all the more necessary as a result of the corruption and spiritual damage caused by man's many sins, which held the good back even more and caused God's presence to become all the more hidden. The world and everything in it are therefore in a degraded evil state and require that God's unfa- and, and require that God's God's unfathomable wisdom bring about numerous chains of events to acquire the rectification. Among the most important elements of the sequence is the requirement that man must be punished for his wickedness until the attribute of justice is satisfied. God rage matters, however, that to select perfect individuals could rectify things for others, as we explained, as discussed earlier. The actor of justice therefore rates them greater than to the rest of the world in general. So, the reason why we all have to go through some sort of difficulties in life, and part of that idea of Yisurin, of difficulties in life, is to cleanse us for the next world. So, is that true? So, every time we get difficulties, are we cleansed? Menachem, is that true? Every time we get you soon, it cleanses us and makes us more davik by Hashem? No. If you don't think about it and you don't recognize that that's what Hashem is talking to you, then it makes no difference to you. That's a, a, a rule for the Mabit says it, but it's really Pasha. So every time, you had, right, there's a Sephardi expression, you ever, if you have in Ebenezer Yisrael, right? Kapara, right? When something bad happens, say Kapara, right? What does that mean? So you could say that without meaning it either. Meaning it either, that's also a popular thing to do, to say things without meaning it. But... But but it means is recognizing that Hashem is talking to us and telling us whatever specific things, but in general telling us that this is the natural world that counts. One of the ideas I, I you know I learned besides that I teach Hashem here, um, I t- I learned with Blanhar, I learned with all three of my sons Derech Hashem over the phone in yeshiva, and an idea came to me learning with them the other night was one of the Amazing things when you learn Derech Hashem. It has to be when you come to share every day and keep the kaik, you know, and and and, uh, and understand the one day to the other. If you come, you know, sporadically, you don't get much. But anyway, um, part of the idea you get from Derech Hashem and learning Svarim of the Ramchal and many Svarim of the high worlds is to realize that this world is only a preparatory world. We are very, very fooled by the world and by the phones in our pockets, that this is the world means something inherently. Because that's what everything in the world, Hashem made it that way. That it's made to fool you. And it does a very, very good job to all of us. Really fools us. And when you're constantly learning about the world, things that happen above us, and the other worlds, and the true world of Olam Haba, it just makes, it just brings the other world down, and that it comes reality. Instead of always thinking about the Olam HaShakar, Right, you start realizing this is not what counts. This world is only meant to prepare us for the next world. Right? All our worries about jobs, about all the money, right? All the, our whatever shows you missed last night, right? right? All those stupid things that people that, that that people get caught up in, right? The realities of this world. But if you're le- constantly learning about the truth of the world, the ilma emes. It just brings, it just it comes to the forefront of your mind and makes you realize what really counts. It's, it's a big, you know, even so, even if you don't understand every part of it, just talking about it, dwelling upon the ilam, the ilamas and what really happens in this world, instead of the ilamashaka, again, brings about a whole change of viewpoint of what do we see in front of you. Are you seeing the ilamamas or ilamashaka, right? 
that Hashem made it that everything that we see appears true is really false. And the only things that are true are things that we can't see. That's a big trick. It's hard to, it's hard to come to, to really to really see through that facade. Because everything that we see is false and everything that we don't see, not everything, only things that we don't see are true. Things that we, the things that are true we can't see. And therefore they're difficult to feel and recognize. But again, constantly learning about those things and thinking about those things, of how the world really works, and what's the truth of the world, just brings to the forefront that idea of what's true in this world and what's false in this world. Continuing over here, individuals such as these, talking about Hasidim, who would not only get this uh, Yisurim because for their own generation, but also for the world in general, both before them, both the generations before them and after them. Individuals such as these, however, are themselves perfect and therefore worthy of only of good. The only reason they suffer is because of others. An attribute of justice must therefore be satisfied. It's a small amount of suffering on their part adds with a large amount on the part of those who actually sin. Beyond that, the merit and power of the tzaddikim is also increased because of such suffering. Because when the makabla be'yahava, they get chus and gives them even greater ability to rectify the damage of others. They can therefore not only rectify their own generation, but also can correct all the spiritual damage done from the beginning, from the time of very first sinners. It's obvious that individual disease will ultimately be the foremost leaders in the perfected community as the ones who are the very closest to Hashem. Because that's all that depends on whether we are close to Hashem or not. All this is not only the result of justice, but also follows an actual order of things as discussed earlier. The of man's sins, corruption has increased and incorporated to both man and the world. This in course causes God's light to be increasingly retracted and hidden. The more this corruption is cleansed, on the other hand, the more people are purified by it, and the more God's light is once again revealed step by step. Suffering is the thing that God created to cleanse this pollution, both in general and particular. Thus, through the suffering of the select individual, creation is general, in general cleansed, and step by step, the world is brought closer to perfection. Right? Ramchal is saying that just like everything else we said before, everything begins in the upper worlds and only afterwards happens in this world. Again, we only see it in this world, but really all the effects. All the all the all the causes are in the world. Hashem Ratan is revealed in the world above and eventually comes down to this world. Okay. Now we're up to the seventh Siba, the seventh reason and the final one of why things happen to people in this world. Now we'll come to the idea of Gilgulam. Everyone likes that one, right? It's exciting. This is another important principle regarding God's providence. God arranged matters so that man's chance of achieving ultimate salvation should be maximized as discussed earlier. A single soul can be reincarnated a number of times different bodies in this manner can rectify the damage done in previous incarnations. Similarly, it can also achieve perfection that was not attained in previous incarnations. Now, meaning, normally, as we explained before, a nishama, a soul... And the consciousness of a person goes up, to, when a person dies, the body stays here, gets eaten by worms, and your soul goes to the Olam HaNeshamas, and the consciousness of the person with it, the, the Seichel, and, and, the, and delights in Hashem's presence. But sometimes, if a Neshama has not achieved what it was supposed to achieve, and it could have achieved a greater level, or it did a certain Avera, that without it, it cannot achieve, it cannot go into Elam Haba. And so Rebbe Hashem has another way. Again, this is another, as we said before, the Rebbe Hashem set up many ways in order to be able to get into Elam Haba. So this is another way a person can either have, either he wasn't allowed in and now he's going to be allowed in, or if even if not, 
he will have a higher level because of this sort of second chance for the neshama. The soul is the ultimate judge at the end of all these incarnations. Its judgment depends on everything that took place in all its incarnations, as well as its status as an individual in each one. When an individual has a reincarnated soul, it is possible that it will be affected in a particular manner as a result of his deeds in a previous incarnation. The situation in which he is placed may follow from this, and this situation bring it with the special responsibility given to him as discussed earlier. Again, so there is another reason why a person is placed in certain situations, not from mazel, not from reward and punishment, but from reward and punishment based on his previous Incarnation. God's judgment of each individual is extremely precise depending on every aspect of his nature, including every detail of his exact situation. But in the future world, which is the true good, no individual is required to sustain a liability which is not a result of his own doing, but a result of his mission and responsibility in this world as parceled out by the highest wisdom. In cases such as these, the individual is judged accordingly. So even though let me just finish inside, I'll explain. There are many details in the concept of reincarnation involving the manner which an individual judge according to one incarnation, how judgment depends on previous incarnations. The crucial point there is the fact that all is truly fear as the terrorist states. The Creator's work is perfect and all His ways are justice. No created thing can encompass God's thoughts or the profound depth of His plan. We only know that, like all other such concepts, the principle of incarnation as one of man's experience also follows the rule of your judgment as decreed by God to perfect mankind in general. So, Chinchin Ramchal writes as the last reason, um, maybe to suggest that's not the first per- place a mind should go when think why Hashem does them. Tomorrow we're going to talk, we'll round up the discussion by a very complicated discussion in Hashkafa. Oh, when something happens to you, what are you supposed to think? What Hashem, you try to think which Hashem, which reason it is. Do you supposed to think of a reason or not? But in these seven reasons, Ramchal writes the last one as Gagulim, um, maybe to suggest that that's not what of mind should go first. I Meaning it's not the first option of why things happen, but rather the least likely. But well, the first thing he mentioned was that that's just his mazel. Right. It seems like he's saying don't think about. There's definitely a valid, a valid, a valid, a valid uh, taina that the first I didn't say not to think a reason, but there's that's one reason, Mazel, and then there's six other things. Right, but that, that that's, yeah, that's usually the reason. Maybe, but it definitely a uh, may, may, could could be. Um, it's a definitely a valid point that he says that first, but it also could be because it's sort of separating from the other six. Now, one of the difficulties in understanding Gagulim, um, there's many difficulties. But uh, is so as you said, you can be judged by each incarnation and of gen- all of them together, and is one. So we already explained by Richas the idea of who am I, right? What's my relationship to my soul, right? But the question is still. So if a neshama is by two people, so which one is the real person? Look at me like I'm strange. It's a question. I understand. If my neshama, I'm just getting mind. Who gets to be both? You want your, your consciousness is well, put into two different vessels. Still one consciousness. So who who is it going to be? Right. Me, you, you don't remember. Let's say me and you are. Me, let Let's say you're a Gilgal, somebody hundred years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So and it's the same consciousness as that person. I would assume so. That's that's the same neshama. How could it be the same consciousness? It's different people. When you have to define well, consciousness, we define consciousness. We say the same. We defined it by Rikhas Nafla. But the uh, Seichel and your your mind. Your Seichel, your feelings, everything that's in your brain. So why can't why can't that have been in two different bodies? I know what you mean. It's it's two, isn't that what the definition of the 
Okay, no, so what, Gilgul what, what carries over? What Gil is the same? It's the neshama. Which is that's that's what I asked you. Is the personality not the same? I mean, it's, it's Wait, the consciousness. Is, if no, the nish- the neshama is not the consciousness. So the consciousness doesn't carry over. That was the question. I'll, I'll back up a second. So I'll remind what we learned. Again, we discussed extensively. What's the neshama? What's the guf? What's the me? Right? Why do I care if my neshama goes to Elam Haba? That was the question we started with, right? And we answered that my neshama is a... Uh, the guf is the Yitzhahara. It draws me to my animal instincts and animal intelligence and animal urges. That's the guf. The Yitzhahtoiv is created by neshama. The neshama is a which has a few roles. One of the roles is, in the mostly we feel it very little in this world, we feel it mostly in the next world. It allows us that all our actions have an effect on all the worlds above. In this world, and more in the next world and the world afterwards, as we explain, it changes and makadish our guf, because there's a guf in all those worlds. And even this, this world, it draws our seichel to be davik b'ashem. But that's not me. That's my neshama, and my neshama and and me come to join together as one. And me is my seichel, my feelings, all my consciousness. And the question is, if my if I my neshama is going to be the same person as someone hundred years ago, so in olam ha'emes, whose guf will be with that neshama? And whose consciousness? Come on, it's all you missed too many. I can't go back on that. Uh, could be. I doubt it. about this. Um, yes, it's go both in the two, two more worlds in the and after Chadcharuv there is a gof. And we explained why. But we're not going to that now. What? Who gets to exist? So again, it's difficult. We obviously we can't really understand it as the as the Ramchal says. As the Ramchal says. But, but nevertheless, to explain it a little bit like this, which is that neshama has many parts. Just like really, all the coil of all the neshama supplies for is one. But, and, and besides for that one, there's really, besides that, there's only shishim ribu neshamas. So this idea of that there's parts to neshama. That, so even if neshama was, in, was previously in someone 100 years ago, so if there's a neshama now that joins, that gets re- has a gilgal, Probably it's just a chaluk of that neshama that comes to sort of come into another to join another neshama in another guf, and either that part will be judged and go back to the first one, or that will now become part of the second one. That I don't know, but the idea is that there are parts of the neshama and there's still a sort of a main part of the neshama and and chalukim to the neshama and part of the neshama will transfer, but not the neshama. Obviously, there are things that are that. For sure, I don't understand, but I don't think many, uh, maybe a few people can, but to, as Ramchal says, you can't understand completely at all. But um, that gives us some way of understanding the idea of Gagulam. But again, we'll macabre it, even though we don't have a full understanding of the idea. Tomorrow, Mitzvah, we'll finish out the Perak. We, again, we'll discuss the very complicated, hashkafa question of when something happens to a person, why, what should a person, how should a person react? Why should it say it happened because of a punishment? What, Hashem, what is Hashem telling me? Did it happen because of my mazel? And we'll try to give some sort of ideas to that tomorrow. 
Shalom Aleichem, this is Menachem Weinberg. These Yorim were given in Yeshivas Ahavis Atera, Cleveland. For more information, visit yeshivasahavasatera.org. Thank you.